Bezer Hashem, this is Parashat Shalach Lechav, 5779. I want to quickly record an idea and Musar and self-improvement character traits that I think is so tremendously important and it is striking me right now as like this central idea in self-improvement and character traits. This idea of honor, this idea of kavod, the, there are two statements. I think they're both in Pirkei Avot. For sure, this one is. It says, Kol bara lo Hashem created everything for His honor. So, everything is for God's honor. Now, the Zohar says, God created everything for in order that people should know Him, so that the whole world, as we've been discussing many times, the whole purpose of this creation, it's a great big device of educating us about Hashem, helping us to get to know Hashem, who's otherwise inscrutable. This concept is pretty much the same thing as saying that God created everything for His glory, for His honor, because the idea of honor is the same thing as the idea of expression. There's a famous statement that's quoted a lot on this topic, that Rabbi Meir Kare Lamani Machabdute, Rabbi Meir called his garments his honor, because a garment expresses a person it helps you get to know what the person's about. I don't really know you, but now I see you dressed in these garments, I get to know what you're like. And the idea of garments reaches deeper in a metaphorical sense into what's called the garments of the soul, thought, speech, and action. I don't really know who you are until I start hearing what you're thinking about by hearing what you're saying and seeing your actions. These actions, these speeches, these expressions of yours give me a sense of what you're about. So these are called garments, and garments are connected to the idea of honor and the sense of self-expression. Okay, so the Hashem created everything for His honor, which means everything is just an expression of the Creator, that we should get to know the Creator by Him. Okay, that's one statement. There's another statement, I believe it's also in Pirkei Avot. It says, Mi shabareach mina kavod, kavod rodef acharav. Something like this. That the person who's running away from honor, honor will chase after him. But mi rodef acharav kavod, kavod bareach mimenu. But if a person is running after honor, then honor is running away from him. Okay, so on a simple level, if a person is humble and he's constantly running away from being significant, from being a somebody, from being so special, then it always works this way. The real humble ones, those are the ones that people really love and honor chases after him. I mean, people just... They can't help it. He doesn't want to be so great. He doesn't want to be so out front. But people just can't help but be attracted to him. But the person who's clearly running after honor, he's so interested in his status and being better than others. People can't stand him and honor runs away from him. I think there's a deeper meaning of this or a a deeper dimension to this idea. What does it mean that if a person is running away from honor, the honor is chasing after him? It means that if a person is running away from honor, which means this is his whole, his whole poise in life, his whole posture in life, there's really like two postures in life. Is a person running after his own honor, his own glorification, or is he running away from it? Those are the basic directions in life that a person can move. And does that mean, oh, a person's just going to say, oh, I'm just going to sit in my room and play video games? God forbid. It's much deeper and more subtle than that. It doesn't mean a person doesn't try the best he can be to be himself. 
It means that though that he's running away from the attitude in life that I've got to be someone, that I've got to express my own honor. It means he's running away from his own honor. But where is he running towards? He's running towards the honor of God. It means that a person who's running away from his own honor says, I'm not here to express my, me. I'm not here to express what's so great about me. I'm, so, I'm here to express what's so great about God. Me, what's supposed to be honorable and dignified about me is my Tzalem Elohim, is my godly image. But me, I have a different special godly image than you. But I'm running after and chasing after expressing that. I'm running after and expressing God. We say God created everything for his honor, for his glory, for his expression. So what's, what's my effort? What's the big deal about me? There's nothing the big deal about me. The big deal is God, but I have a special way of expressing God. So if I'm running away from expressing myself, this made up ego, this made up costume of what I think is important about me, that I'm so great, you know, me, I'm this person, look at me, I'm like this, you're not like that. You know, I'm so much better than you. If I'm running away from that whole approach to life, but I'm chasing after, I got to express Hashem. And oftentimes that's doing things in a hidden way. It says a person who sits in the corner and studies Torah all by himself, that Hashem's going to publicize that. Meaning, when a person is running after, running away, but see, the only way to run after to express the glory of God, the only way to do that is to run away from expressing oneself. You can't really, in a pure, true way, actually be about expressing God unless you're actually always running away from expressing yourself. And it's a very deep, subtle point. That's why I think that the teaching is formulated this way. It doesn't say the person who's running after expressing the glory of God He's going to have a lot of friends. What it means is that a person has to constantly run away and flee from the trap of honor. Because a person has an evil inclination that they want to be significant according to their desire to have honor so that they'll have pleasure in life. Like the pleasure of being such a, such a hotshot. The pleasure of being so great. Like, oh, people love me because I'm so great and I'm better than that one. A person has to run away from that. You, sometimes the only way to run towards what you should run towards is to run away from something else. So this is very, very, very important. That when a person is essentially posturing themselves in their life, like what direction am I going towards? Do I choose to do my, this profession or to do this profession but in this manner versus in another manner? Do I choose to associate with this people versus another person? Everything you're choosing to do if it's for the sake of running away from honor, that I'm running away from the idea of the spotlight. And not to say that a person who's, say, a public speaker or somebody who's out in the public and is well-known and charismatic, that this person is seeking honor. Because if that's a person's tools and if that's a person's talents, then to say, oh, I'm, I'm higher than that, I'm better than that, that's also arrogance. No, a person has to run, always be running away from this temptation to express his individuality his uniqueness in a way that is to set himself apart from God to set himself apart from others and say look at me I'm better when a person's running away from that he's on, he's automatically instantly aimed towards 
how he's going to express the creator. So what we need to understand, I think, from all this, it's a very subtle point. But the idea is that if a person is running away from arrogance, he's running away from his own cooked up egoistic idea of how he can be so great, he's automatically going to be running towards expressing the glory of the creator. And then what happens is that honor will run after him. Honor will chase him because he's automatically going to make himself a vessel to actually express the honor and the glory of the creator in his special way. He will be a, uh, a real true person, a, a person of real integrity that's a person that people are automatically attracted to. Not because he's looking to be popular or looking to have a lot of friends. It just means because the glory of the creator is now residing in him. That's why people are attracted to him. And the opposite is the opposite. So God willing, we should understand this. So I just want to give a few examples to drive it home. Because this whole issue of running away from honor versus chasing after honor. We want to run away from honor. It's such a subtle difference in the approach to life, <clears throat> but it's everything. So like, let's look at an example. Let's say somebody is, somebody wants to get up and, and give a Devar Torah. Somebody wants to give up and say a speech. So let's say he wants to get up and say the speech because he wants to feel in himself that like, yes, I am, I am this certain level that I can say these words and look, I'm going to be the one who can give the speech because I'm, I'm the one who knows more. And that's obviously terrible. And you know, that Devar Torah, that, that giving over of Torah teachings is just going to fall flat because it's coming from the wrong reasons. Let's say on the other hand, that they ask the person, you know, will you give the speech? Will you, in this situation, give the speech? Will you give over the Devar Torah? And if he says, you know what, it, it might not be so great, and I might not look good, so I'm just not going to give the speech because it's going to make me look stupid, God's also chasing after honor. Because what if he really needs to be the one to give that speech? So sometimes the idea of running away from honor is to say, you know what, I need to give up and, and give over the Torah idea. I need to go get up and be the one who's presenting something and whatever the presentation is because that's what I need to do right now. Th these are the tools that I have and this is what I need to do. Okay, let's say somebody is asked to uh, help out with some volunteer project. So one person might say, you know what, this volunteer project is beneath me. I'm not going to do it because this is just beneath my honor. So he's actually pursuing honor because what is he going to do with that extra time? He's going to go do something else to do something more honorable, ostensibly to build up his honor. Or let's say the guy says, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that volunteer project and everyone's going to see me that I'm the helpful one. I'm the one that's so helpful. I'm the big volunteer. I always volunteer. See, look at me. Okay, one person didn't do it for honor. One person did not volunteer for honor. One person did volunteer for honor. Both are not good. One guy... He says, hey, I, I have time. This needs to get done. I'll do it really well. This is what's needed for God's honor. This is needed to express something godly in the world. I need to do it. So he volunteers for the sake of God's honor by running away from his own honor. Because he might say, yeah, maybe this is beneath me. But he's running away from that temptation to pursue his honor and not volunteer by volunteering for the sake of God's honor. Or you have a guy who says, ah, I'd love to be the one to stand up and be honorable. 
to say, hey, look, I volunteered. I helped. I helped in that way. But you know what? I really don't have time. I really don't have time to volunteer in that way. I got to do something for my family. I got these kids. I got to work to make more money for my children. My wife needs me for something. And as much as I'd love that honor of being the one who went and volunteered, but it's not right. It's not for God's honor. It's not the right way to really, for me to express God's right now, to, to express God's honor right now. It's not what God is actually asking of me right now. So the question always is, and Rebbe Nachman says this in many places, that you can't have one without you can't have one at the other at the same time. They're oil and water. It's either God's honor or your honor. So the person who's the person can only know God's honor. He can only chase after God's honor if he's running away from his own honor. I say try to just bring out in these examples. The question always is, is is it God's honor or my honor? The person who's running away from his own honor is automatically running towards God's honor. So if a person is running away from personal honor, then it says that honor will pursue him, which means he's automatically creating himself as a pure, perfect vessel for the honor of God to pursue his vessel, to pour into his vessel because he's going to be making the right selection. So we always have to be running away from personal honor and automatically the honor of God will express itself within us. It's, it's a very deep point. You know? And so just finally, there's this amazing Gemara, this other amazing Gemara. I think it's in Sota, Daf 5. It says, if a person brings an elevation offering, he has the reward of an elevation offering. If he brings a peace offering, he has the reward of a peace offering. If, a, if he brings the mincha, leaven bread offering or flour offering, he has the reward of the, of the, you know, the flour offering of like wheat flour. But it says if a person has a ruach shvela and da'at nemucha, I can't remember the exact phrases, but if a person is lowly and unassuming and simple and pure and just simple, like the simple guy, this guy who's smiling, just the guy who's like, yeah, sure, like, I'm not such a big deal. Like, yeah, hey, Baruch Hashem, I'm happy. Like, this is my life. That person who's just like lowly, like he's unassuming, he's not so forceful, just, just a regular guy, he's the best guy. It says it's as if he's brought all the sacrifices and I'm like, what? what do you mean all the sacrifices? How many sacrifices? There's an unlimited amount of sacrifices. And that's correct. Because you know what? I really believe, I really feel strongly, every second a person can do a sin. Every second a person can mess up. But why? It's because every second a person is tempted to follow his own honor for the sake of his own approval, for the sake of thinking, I'm good, I'm okay. People love me, see? I'm that great special one, and I'm going to do this to be that great special one. Every second a person can be motivated, he can, he can run his whole life and be chasing after honor his whole life. Every move he's making to make this financial deal and to give this donation and to do this learning and to learn this Torah could all be for his own honor, God forbid. Every second he could fall into the trap of honor. But if a person reverses that tendency, that direction and pursues God's honor all the time, saying, 
what does God want from me to do? Like, maybe it looks kind of stupid. Maybe it looks kind of foolish. Maybe I get up and I look like a clown. But if God wants me to get up and look like a clown, because I know that's really what he wants me to do, I don't really care about my honor. Like, who cares? This is what God wants me to do. So if a person is poised in that direction, then every second he is slaughtering his own evil inclination. Every second he's bringing an offering. We should understand that. I mean... And just one more point, you know, this issue, this goes to the very heart of the first sin. The first sin of eating the tree of knowledge. The snake says to Adam and Eve, if you eat from this tree, you can be like God. You'll be like God. And you know what's amazing about that is that there's a tradition that before they ate from the tree, it says that Adam had the Zahor Elah. He had the huge godly light that all the angels, the whole universe was bowing down to him. They thought he was God. They thought he was already God. He was so humble. He was so aware that he was nothing, that Moses, the greatest one, who had light shining out of his face, that people couldn't look at his face. It says, that Moses was the most humble man. That before... They, that before Adam did the sin in the garden, he was so like God, that he was shining with the glory of God. But he was tempted to be his own God, to have his own honor. He got tempted in very interesting ways. There's a whole sequence to the sin. But basically, the bottom line is he was attracted to the idea of being an ego, of his own honor. And he lost the glory of God for a long time. Sometimes a person, and, and, this, and so what we learn from this is that if this is the first sin, this chasing after honor, this chasing after being one's own God, we have to understand that this is a temptation that is attacking us at every moment. We are still fixing up the sin of the tree of knowledge. Basically means that in a very big sense, we are fixing up the sin of honor. Also desire, also anger. But, but the honor is really at the head of the whole problem, arrogance. It's, it, it encompasses everything. Oh, I'm going to play a concert because I'm going to be so fantastic and people are going to love me because I'm so good at music. Or, no, I'm not going to play this concert because it might not be so perfect and I might look stupid. Listen, do you have a musical talent? Does Hashem want you to express that musical talent? Forget what you're going to look like. You might look a little stupid at one point. You know, a person, I think, that if the main evil inclination, in a sense, is arrogance, then if we're saying that every second a person can bring an offering, a person can bring a sacrifice by slaughtering his arrogance, by rejecting his arrogance, that he has to, at every point, if arrogance is attacking him at every fork in the road, in every subtle way possible then a person needs to constantly be doing the opposite of what he initially wants to do. If a person's saying, he's going through those calculations, how is this going to make me look? He should do the thing that makes him look like a little bit more, a little bit more uh, humble. He should, he should automatically choose, if it's a question of how is this going to make me look, he should automatically do the thing that makes him look a little bit more humble. Not to say a person should be a slob and wear sloppy shirts with stains all over them and that he shouldn't, you know, brush his hair and brush his teeth. I'm not saying that a person should look like an idiot. A person should look like a, like a, like a slob. I'm saying, though, that if it's a question of, is this thing, I have a choice of something I'm going to do. 
And the choice is between doing something that makes me look like more of a hotshot, that makes me look in some way better, more elevated, like, ah, I'll have a little bit more status if I do this, versus if I spend my time a different way, maybe I won't have as much status, I'll look a little bit like the lower one, the lower one on the totem pole. He should do that thing. Because probably that's actually the way to express God's will. That other thing, that more humble thing, is actually probably his real mission. It's something so great, so sweet, but it's a little bit less glorious than the other thing he was considering. It's probably the less glorious thing. That's good, but it's a little more humble, a little more out of the spotlight intentionally, a little more altruistic than that other thing that's going to bring him a little bit more honor. That the first thing that's more simple, more pure, more directly in line with God's will, it's probably more God's will. I mean, we should understand it.